Hi, everybody. This is Keith Music Man Henlick. I'm with Stephen Wallach, and this is the Final on Vinyl podcast. And most recently, I had the pleasure of covering his recent release, Wondering. Welcome aboard, Stephen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Good. Thanks for coming. So, you put out a really great record here, and I like the cover. It kind of reminds me of the old-fashioned cartoons with the uh, the artwork. Just looking at it now, I really didn't think about it before. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. With the, uh, yeah, I, uh, my nephew actually uh, did that cover art for me. He's a very talented, uh, yeah, very talented uh, like digital um, artist, and he uh, he did that from scratch for me. And you know, one of the themes of all my albums, obviously, I'm sure. And I don't know if you picked up on with the covers is that they all have this that little orange upright piano, uh, or depicted in some capacity, which is the piano that I originally learned how to play piano on when I was a kid. So if you notice on that cover, it's down in the little right-hand corner there that he drew oh, right in with his guy. So he did, he did a really good job. I loved it. <clears throat> I'm noticing now is up at the top, I see a couple of things that look like musical notes. Then there's like a like a, a mask. And then on one side, um, there's like, like air coming out. It's got circles. And he did all kinds yep. of things. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, he's very creative. So I previously covered uh, covered uh, chapters and the colors albums, so I was very comfortable knowing that I was going to hear some instrumental solo piano that I would enjoy. That would that that goes without question, you know. And I certainly did. And just wondering, from your your point of view, um, before you even got started, what was the inspiration behind this work and the title wondering when we're, we're at you at a point in life where you're just wondering about everything that was going on or <laughs> I might be, I might be more confused than wondering, but um, no, I think, uh, you know, this album came or most of it was written during, you know, the pandemic. And so it was, it, for me, it was, it was kind of my, you know, cathartic, very, um, I must use it as medicinal method of way of dealing with you know the anxiety and the stress and the chaos that was occurring during that time this was you know there's a lot of questions i always tell people that were left unanswered and people had a lot of questions and maybe they didn't get the answer they wanted and so that uncertainty really tends to you know keep us a little bit off kilter you know in some regards so this was really um my way of kind of dealing with those thoughts and those questions and internally is, you know, cause everything I do, you know, is I, I do through music and, and, and I like the kind of music speak for it. So do you write all the compositions out or you just sit there and, and play and it flows and you record? It's playing and flow. You know, it's, it's sometimes as you know, sometimes it, it flows better than, it, than other times. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I don't write any music down. So I'm self-taught. I taught myself when I was, uh, 11, 12, listening to George Winston's albums. So I never really learned um, to read, to read or write music. Yeah. 
my sister figured out I had a musical ear, and that was kind of my exit stage left from learning how to read and <laughs> write music. And so I, uh, I used to sit with his December album, and I, with a little boombox, and push play, rewind, play, rewind, play, rewind when I was 11 until I figured out his whole album, note for note. Um, Amazing. Then, There's so many people that are influenced by him, that album in particular, that's for sure. Um, yeah, he's just incredible. There was something that, you know, a, a light went on when I heard that album. I, I'll never forget. My friend brought it over. He knew I could hear music and play it. And he played me that album. He said, you know, I think he can play some of this stuff. And I listened, I listened to it, and instantly I was just, I mean, literally captivated. I used to sit in my piano for hours and hours and hours. My parents used to have to force me to go to bed. And then one more, one more, I almost got this little part down. And I was always just sitting there with this little white boom box and his cassette tape in there going, play, rewind, play, rewind. So, um, so yes, yeah, so all my music compositions, you know, since then I started writing when I was probably 13, then my own, my own music and um, everything's just been in my head or, you know, or recorded on a tape or, you know, some sort of recording device. And then I would just listen to it and play back and listen to it. So, um, and that's how I've continued to do it, you know, all way into my later years here. So, in a, and within a few years' time, you were writing your own music. Did you have any training whatsoever? Did you go to piano lessons? Or? Um, I did piano lessons when I was very little, when I was probably from four or five till seven, eight, eight years old, and that was it. And so the composition and structure really was, I mean, it's, I mean, very much so influenced by George Winston and how his, how his music, you know, especially my earlier compositions, very much resembled that. But then I was also, you know, kind of influenced a lot by cinema and movie soundtracks and, you know, things I would hear that, you know, the soundtrack from Platoon was one of the first ones I remember when I was a teenager that I heard um, the Adagio for Strings that just you know, stopped me in my tracks, and then I had to go figure it out on the piano. Um, so I, I think a lot of people tell me that my music feels very cinematic. It's very kind of feels like it should be with a moving picture. And I, in, a, in a weird way, that's kind of how I write. I visualize imagery in my head as I'm playing. So I've heard this before, and that's the feeling I've I've gotten over the years when I've heard you know, this type of music that it's very cinematic because without words, you know, there's so many different uses for it. I think you're kind of limited when you listen to something that has lyrics, right? With instrumental, there is no limit, right? So Yeah, that's actually a really good point. It's very true because there's no, there's no written story for you to follow or narrative for you to kind of place the music in your head to. It's really, I think that's the reason I love piano and I love instrumental music is because it's your story, right? It's how you connect with that music, how you visualize it impacting your own experiences and where you would put yourself when you're listening to it. And I think that, that for me is always, and that's the, the reason I love writing and I love playing is because every time you do it's you know you're creating your own world has the response been good so far since it's been out yeah the response has been really good yeah um you know it seems like I've got some pretty dedicated um fan base out there that um that are enjoying the music and the reviews have come back 
Um, great, and along with your review, which again, thank you very much for continuing to support me and my and my craft. I greatly appreciate it. Um, my yeah, so so far it's been it's been it's been really uh, well received. It's interesting to see how different people kind of interact with different albums and songs, and I think it's so much going back to kind of what we were talking about. So much influenced by you know the time and the moment that you're in, and being able to kind of you know, apply that music to your own life. And I think people have had a lot of, people have struggled a lot over the last couple of years. So I think this kind of music is, you know, even more important to them than maybe perhaps before the pandemic and stuff. Yeah. You know, and I think the struggles continue. I hope we oh, can yeah. find a way out, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> kind of the, the domino effect, you know, that started everything and then, Everything after that seemed to follow, you know, the economy and everything else just fell right in line, not to the positive either. So. <laughs> no, uh-huh. it's been, I think it's been very, it's been very challenging for a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people really, really struggle um, to kind of pull themselves out of the of the places they were taken to during that time. So we're not done for sure. We got a lot of work to do to get back to get back uh to where we were. True. Yeah. Mental illness is at the top there too. I mean, we always knew it was there, but I think the pandemic just spiked it and created a lot more awareness out there. Well, and you realize how fragile we are, right? As just as people, you know, everybody's everybody's dealing with different emotions. I think that's one of the things that was that my biggest takeaways was from the pandemic, the experiences I had, is that you know, never put yourself, never assume you know what's going on in somebody's life or their world or their mind, because the reality is that behind closed doors, everybody's dealing with something, right? And some people more so than others, but. But you know we've become so desensitized as a as a as a nation as a planet to you know thinking of other people except for ourselves and 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 that human connection has just been lost in so many ways with technology that you know it's, yeah. it can get it can get very lonely out there for a lot of people you got to remember that true I talk about that a lot and really been touching upon it as I listen and write over the past few years too and you know there's a lot of wonderful things out there to utilize the internet especially for artists you know yep. and the social media um, but they are tools and they can be used to create a lot of wonderful things but they can also create a lot of damage so you really have to look at yourself and you know ask yourself who am I you know, how do I want to contribute or do I just want to go out there and, and look for positive things? Cause they are out there. Oh yeah. I mean, we're constantly surrounded by amazing people and gifts and talent and beauty. And, you know, sometimes it's harder to see it when it's, there's a lot of gray clouds out there and you're being bombarded with messaging that, you know, maybe isn't the most positive, but, um, you know, I always tell people it's just, you just need to breathe through it, right? Every every time you get wound up, things look like they're not going the right way or there's no way out. You just got to be able to take a step back, come outside yourself, come back up to 10,000 feet and recognize that, you know, there's, there is a solution. There is, a, there is light at the end of the tunnel, right? 
It's very true. That's a positive message. So where do you go from here uh, once all the promotion is done? Um, what is it, like a three-month period? You get the promotion out there through Sherry, and then you start thinking about what you're going to do next. How does that normally work for you? You know, I'm always writing and playing, and um, so I'm already thinking about my, my next album. I've already written, um, funny enough, a good chunk of my next album. Um, so uh, I'm always kind of just pushing myself. And again, for me, it's not necessarily that I write so that I can put an album out or I can, I can, I can get tracks onto the, onto the radio. It's really, for me, it's, I write because I need to. I need to play. I need to create for my own kind of self-awareness and stability and just sanity. So um, it just happens. Luckily, it's a it's a very natural process. But I'm going to try and hopefully try and do some more um, live shows, which has is, is always been a goal of mine. And the pandemic kind of slowed that down. But I'm going to try and gather some momentum to hopefully, um, you know, come go visit some cities and play some shows and get people out and listening to, you know, contemporary piano and hopefully um, get them excited about it. Sounds like a good plan. Where are you located? Um, I'm in Minnesota. Ah, so a nice, so centrally know, located you know. state that I can get anywhere. <laughs> so you know about cold. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we mm. know about cold up here. Funny, I saw some friends in town uh, visiting, and I think it got down in the 40s, the high 30s, 40s, and they just looked at me. Uh, what are you doing living here? This is this is nothing. Come back in February when it's 30, 40, <laughs> below with zero wind chills. Yeah, we go through a lot of that in Massachusetts too. So, oh, that's right. You are. Where in Massachusetts are you? In Western Mass. Oh, Western Mass. Okay. Yeah, both yeah. of my parents are originally from uh, are originally from Massachusetts, the Boston area. Boston's so uh, the other side of the state for me. You know, it's it's yeah. a hike, so go much. Tough. Well, it's really been a pleasure to speak with you, Stephen, and I appreciate your time and your artistry, and hearing all your music when it comes out, and look forward to the next round. Thank you. I'm so grateful to you and listeners, and um, I appreciate you having me on. And again, thanks for um, all your support over the years. It means a lot. It's always my pleasure, sir. Take care. Okay, you too. All right.